Hi, I'm Pastor Roger Brown. God has gifted me the pleasure to pastor a dynamic, spirit-filled church called Life Changers Church International right here in Pittsburgh, Kansas. I believe God will use this sermon to impact your life and bring His greatness out of you. Man, I hope you get something out of this that will change your life. God bless you. Your time is very important, so I'm going to get right to the message. Have a wonderful day. You here this morning? I am excited this morning because we got mom and dad down with us. Praise God! Y'all give mom and dad a hand clap, will you? Amen. Praise God. Everything that you see, uh, me and Pastor Nana, is always because of somebody that's went before us, amen, and that has uh, prayed for us, praise God. They prayed for me, amen, when, <laughs> when, when, when it didn't look like there was no hope, praise God, but they prayed for me, and God began to move, amen, and so uh, I'm going to ask Dad if he would, I asked him to speak a little bit this morning, so he's going to come up, amen, and he's going to share a little bit of the word, come on up here, amen. Thank you. How many is happy? Say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's good. Say it one more time. Praise the Lord. Give me three hallelujahs. Hallelujah. All right. You're doing good. You're pumped up and primed, ready to go. <laughs> and this, uh, Anna, she's got such a talented voice. And. Uh, she practices, practices, but she don't have to practice much because. Hey, Dad, use the mic. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, Anna's got a talented voice, and she can she can sing like a little bird. I, 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 and she she bless you when you can feel the anointing on it, feel the power of God, and and this is so great. And then when my uh, son came for a while ago, I, the Lord showed me something this morning that I need to say, and the devil tried to steal it from me. <laughs> and when he walked up here, then the Lord reminded me what, what it was. Yeah. Let me, uh, let me uh, pray before we get into the message. Father, we just love you. We thank you. We praise you, Lord, for the grace of God. We thank you for the Spirit of God. And Father, I just pray, Heavenly Father, we open our hearts and receive the engrafted Word of God. It was able to build us up and encourage us to give us strength to go through every trial and test. And uh, live victorious in your life, Father, in our lives to be able to be a witness to the lost and dying world. And Father, just have your way in this service today. Father, in the name of Jesus, everybody say amen. amen. Okay. I'll be bringing a few things out right here. We'll begin to kind of help you to understand uh, what we need to do. Amen. How many know we need to be established in the Lord? Amen. We need to be established with the Lord. I'm going to give you just a few uh, verses right here. It's in Galatians uh, 5. And, oh, oh, by the way, when you give this morning, this, this goes right along with it. Okay, it's Galatians. How many of you never having a battle, you, you ain't got no victory? Right. Bigger the battle is, bigger the victory is. Amen. 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 Let me get 
said, yes, son, praise the Lord. <laughs> How many know you need to appreciate your son? I know they're supposed to honor you, but praise the Lord, I appreciate my son. He, he has grown so much in the Lord, him and his wife, that it's, it's pathetic. And uh, <laughs> uh, he's, he's a great, great man of God, and he, I've seen him grow, uh, and he just, just keeps growing. Now, he don't grow this way, but anyway. <laughs> but he's growing, praise the Lord. And so... Uh, how many, how many knows we need to grow in the Lord? Yes. How many knows we need to be made overcomers? Amen. By the blood of the land, word of our testimony. Amen? That's what the Bible tells. Praise the Lord. How many know preachers get uh, nervous sometimes? Yeah. Especially if you don't know what to say. That's the reason I, 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 re, I, re, I entirely rely upon the, on the Lord to tell me what to do and what not to do and what to say and what not to say. Okay, I finally found it. Praise the Lord. Galatians 6 and 7. You get it? Say amen. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. As we therefore have opportunity, let's do good unto all men, especially of, unto them who are the household of faith. And brother and sister, what the Lord has laid on my heart today is we need to be established in the Word of God. But too many times we're established on carnal things. And we wonder why God is not working in our lives, why we're not getting what we need. Well, you are getting what you need. And we don't need to be, be uh, get carnals. In other words, uh, in uh, carnals is uh, the works of the flesh: adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, vainness, humility, wrath, strife, seducing, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, and railing. Such there's no law, and they that Christ have crucified the flesh with affections and lust. In other words, we need to die daily. Walk in the spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against us. There is no law. And they that Christ have crucified the flesh with affections and lust. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. Brothers and sisters, we need to love one another. Love is the fulfillment of the law. If you ain't got no love, you ain't got no faith. Because faith works by love. Come on. So if you're suffering... God's working on you, and he's, in other words, you're dying out the flesh. Amen? When you're dying out the flesh, you're doing God's will. You, you're, you're dead physical. Uh, no, you're dead to, uh, to sin, uh, dead to sin, praise the Lord. And we need to walk in the Spirit. So to, what we need to do is get established in the Word of God. In other words, if you start begin to read the Word of God and ponder it into your heart, because the Bible says, out of the bone of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Too many times what's in the bone of the heart is what's coming out. And it's, it's carnal, or carn, carnality. It's happened, son. Carnality, praise the Lord. And so, when you do this, you begin to see God begin to work in, uh, in, when we walk in the Spirit. And how many of Jesus is uh, already established in the Word of God? This is what he told me to write down. 
Death and life are in the power of the tongue. They, in other words, either there's life coming out or death coming out. Amen. They are, they are uh, snared by the words of the mouth. They are taken by the words of the mouth. Uh, okay, Joshua 1 and 9. My son, attend them words and find thy ears them a saying. Let them not depart from my eyes. Keep them in the heart, for they are life and those that find them and health to all their flesh. Amen. When you begin to start speaking the word of God, you'll finally get established in the word of God. And when you do that, you'll begin to see healings, miracles, salvations, whatever you need. In other words, whatever you need in the word of God, you put it in your heart and it'll come out. And you'll get the results. Amen. How many know Jesus spoke to the fig tree? And it died. You know why it, you know why it died? It wasn't bearing no fruit. How many knows we, like trees are, we seem to be bearing fruit? The fruit of the Spirit. I just quoted that a while ago. And when the disciples, they, they got, uh, they said, well, Jesus, the tree is uh, already withered. Well, sometimes it takes a little while for the tree to die. Amen. So anyway, uh, he spoke to the fig tree, and it, it obeyed him. You can speak to your mountain, whatever it is, and it'll obey you. Amen. Because out of the bone of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Amen. Okay. Uh, he was established, or Jesus was established in the Word. He was the Word. He went and prayed to the Father and, uh, and about him, uh, to him. In other words, when we begin to start doing what God tells us to do, Brother and sister, we can see healing, miracles, and whatever happening in our lives. But brother and sister, we need to just be established in the Word of God right here. And I've seen my son. I mean, he has, he has blessed me tremendous. And I've seen him get up there and preach, and I listened to him down at a home, and I even learned from him. He might be learning from me, but I'm learning from him as well. And, and, and y'all are very blessed because he is getting established in the Word of God. And uh, I tell you what, it, it's just a blessing to be here today. And, uh, oh, the other day I, I lost my, my, Bible, uh, my cell phone. And... Uh, I've got the attention to losing this and that and whatever, and, and my wife loses some things too, and, and I, I'm learning how to pray. I'm learning how to pray. And the Bible says, and, and, you see, it says, uh, and Jesus answered, said to them, have faith in God. He said, and while you should ask my name, that while I do that, the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. And when you do this, I said, Lord, help me find my cell phone. So anyway, I went over to the vet, and, and we got the cat. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, it was sick, and, and I thought I lost it over there. And uh, so anyway, the devil worried me about uh, what was going on because I lost my phone. And you know how you will when you got problems or pressures on life? And the devil just worried war you, you know, try to get you upset, aggravated, tormented. And thank that God's not answering your prayer. But sometimes it takes patience to go through some things. Amen. So he, the Lord told me, he says, it's just right back there. I said, well, I got home, 
and I was all fretted up and everything. And I looked right back, and there he was. And I pray for a different things. And he'll do that not just on if you lose your cell phone. He'll do it to whatever you need in life. you got to get established in the Word of God. In other words, when you say, whatever you ask my name, that will I do that. The Father may be glorified in the Son. You shall ask anything in my name. I will do it. And if he'll help you find a pair of socks or a ranch or, or whatever you're, he, he can heal bodies. He can heal blinded eyes. He can open deaf ears. He can raise, we, can, uh, we, uh, we can pray to God and he can raise the dead. That's what he told us to do. Amen. So I want you to keep standing behind him and keep a, uh, lift him up. Because brothers and sisters, any every church you go to has got an established pastor. Come on. That's weak. I said, every time you go to church, uh, some church, they're, they're not established, brothers and sisters. You don't know the pressure and trials that uh, Roger and Anna goes through with just to get here and to break the Word of God down to you to help you get you on your way. Now, I know he may have been a little honored before he got saved. Got saved. Well, come back to the Lord last time. <laughs> but he's doing better now. Praise the Lord. And so... The thing what we need to do, he's got two sons coming up, and also Blake back there. I really appreciated them that time they, they prayed for my wife up here. She had thyroid problem. And when it did, uh, Roger told him, said, hey, she prayed for you. Now you need to pray for her. And old, old uh, uh, Blake over here says, and Lane is, it's done, Granny. And then the, Lane, uh, Tanner done something, and Roger, he had to show up a little bit. <laughs> Come on. Well, it's time to show off when, when you get it. We're healed from thyroid problems. <laughs> Me and my wife both. And whatever kind of ailment you got, God can take care of that. He is the man. Jesus is the man. We need to give him praise and glory and honor for everything that he does for him. We don't thank him enough, brothers and sisters. Come on, we don't. Give him a big hand clap. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. I'm not up here trying to put on the show. We need, we need to praise him, and he needs to get all the glory and all the honor. Praise the Lord. And uh, Roger said, he, I'm looking for He's got a good message today, too. Praise the Lord. And... Uh, that was something that uh, I had to, in my mind I was about 3 o'clock this morning when I was going to say what I was going to say about this right here, and that's why I'm kind of a little bit nervous, you know. <laughs> but anyway, and I said, Lord, help me think what I was thinking about or dreaming about, you know. And when it did, he, 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 last when Roger got up here, it seemed like the anointing just followed them up, and I looked at him. When it did, it, it just started coming back. So he's anointed of God. And brothers and sisters, you're anointed of God, too. And when we, and we do this, we'll begin to see things happen in the church we never have saw before, praise the Lord. And so how many want to see greater things happen? <laughs> praise the Lord. All right, then. Brother Roger, come on. Praise the Lord. Give him a big hand clap, praise the Lord. <laughs> let, me, let me just say just a few more words for it. I appreciate my wife very, very, very much. 
just to put up with me, praise the Lord. <laughs> but she is, she is, I've seen miracles after miracles happen when my wife prayed. I said I've seen miracles after miracles happen when my wife prayed. Amen. Come on, praise the Lord. And she is, a, she means much in my life, praise the Lord. Give Amen. Give my dad a hand clap, will you? Praise God. Amen. He's only about 81, I think. 80. Sorry. Sorry. Calm down. <laughs> I asked him one time, I said, how old are you, Dad? And he said, I don't know. He said, I'm so old. He said, when God said, let there be light, I just come drag an extension cord. <laughs> <clears throat> Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're on the series called Praise, and it's always a privilege to have mom and dad here. We don't <clears throat> get to see them much, and we've been traveling quite a bit and doing a lot of things and getting to see them a little bit more, and, and, uh, and it's important for that, I, I, I believe. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me, if you would, to Lamentations chapter 2, and also if you would get Psalms uh, chapter 8. Uh, I'm going to go there as well. Get Lamentations chapter 2 this morning. When you get Lamentations chapter 2, just stand to your feet for the reading and the word of God. Amen. If you can't find it, just open your Bible and fake it, and we'll put it right up here on the screen for you. <clears throat> Amen. Praise God. I know y'all ain't never done that before. Praise God. Be in those churches and somebody say, uh, turned to Habakkuk and went, oh, no, if I don't find it, people think I won't know my Bible. i got to find it. i got to find it. Then we turn to Hebrew and just stand there and smile. <laughs> Amen. Maybe y'all ain't ever did that, but praise God. Lamentations chapter 2. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. We, got we got to bring back the glory. Come on, let's say it like we mean it. Say, neighbor, neighbor. we got to. Bring back, the glory. Bring back the glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Lamentations chapter 2. Amen. Verse number 17. There we go. Lamentations 2. Verse number 17. The Lord has done what he purposed. My, we could just shut our Bibles and shout right there. The Lord has done what he has purposed. Some of you are sitting here and saying, well, you don't know what I've been through, preacher. Well, you know what? Maybe God purposed it. Maybe there's some places in your life that God has absolutely purposed. There's some stuff in your life you can't pray away, you can't fast away, you can't shout away, you can't give enough money away. Come on, somebody. There's some stuff in our life sometimes that God has absolutely purposed in our life that we should go through. Hallelujah. The Lord, has, the Lord has done what he has purposed. He has fulfilled his word which he commanded in days of old. He has thrown down and, he, and has not pitied. And he has caused an enemy to rejoice over you. Woo. You mean God wants an enemy to rejoice over me? He has exalted the horn of your adversaries. The heart cried out to the Lord. O wall of the daughter of Zion, let tears run down like a river day and night. Give yourself no relief. Give your eyes no rest. Arise, cry out in the night. 
at the beginning of the watches, pour out your heart like water before the face of the Lord. Lift your hands toward him for the life of your young children who faint from hunger at the head of every street. Hallelujah. Let's go to Psalms chapter 8 real quick. Verse number 1, Psalms chapter 8, verse number 1. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who has set your glory, look at your neighbor and say, it's the glory, above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because your enemies, that they may silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him and a son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under your feet. Hallelujah. Let's go back to verse number two. This is my key verse. Verse number two. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies that they may silence the enemy and the avenger. Hallelujah. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning and we thank you for your presence, for your power, your glory, and your anointing. We ask you, God, that you would move in this place. Heavenly Father, let your glory return. Heavenly Father, Lord, let it fill all this earth. Let it fill all the houses and the churches. Let it fill the pastors and the preachers and evangelists and the saints. Heavenly Father, Lord, let it begin to move back through the youth again. Father, let your glory be profound. God, let it be a sound. Heavenly Father, Lord, that the churches begin to hear that they want your glory again. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody said amen. You may be seated in the house of God. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the glory and the praise of God will steal the enemy. That means stop him. Did you know that when you begin to uh, uh, praise God underneath the glory that God begins to move upon your life, the glory, the Bible says, uh, praise God, the, the, the Bible says that, that God crowned him, made him, Jesus Christ, a little lower than the angels. And the Bible said that he crowned him with glory. That word glory means authority. Look at your neighbor and say authority. Praise God. You know, sometimes you see somebody and you think, man, looks like they got a halo over their head. Well, it's because there's a crown of glory. That when God began to move, he put glory upon man. Listen to me. Listen to me. When you sing, you might sing underneath the anointing, but it is the glory of God that causes you to have the anointing. It is the power of God. Glory is something, I'm telling you right now, glory is something that the only thing that had the glory in the Old Testament, praise God, was the presence, and it was the ark and the covenant of God. The Bible says back in uh, uh, 1 Samuel, the Bible says that there was a woman by the name of Hannah, and God began to look down upon the church, and he realized that the church has lost the power and the glory. Come on, somebody. You can come to church, and you can do all kinds of church things. 
I mean, you can, you can sing, praise God, you can play an instrument, you can teach in class, you can do all of these things, and thank God that you're doing that. But I want you to know right now, if you're doing it because you think, well, they need me to do it, but you're not doing it because you're submissive underneath God, and that's your calling, and God has pulled you out and said, this is what I want you to do, then we just do things amiss, and we don't do it for the glory. There come a time, the Bible said, when Israel began to just do things because uh, it was the way that they was taught. And God looked down, and when he looked down, he said, I'm going to change some things. And so he began to speak to Eli, but the Bible said that the priest at that time had let his sons Hophni and Peninnah do things inside the temple that was not recorded to do. Matter of fact, they changed the fire. <laughs> the Bible said that they brought strange fire. Come on, somebody. Strange fire into the house of God. And so God looked down and God said, I can't be a part of that. And so they didn't even know it, but the glory of God departed from the Ark of the Covenant. And God said, I got to find somebody that can get the glory back. Come on, somebody. I got to find somebody that can get the glory back. He looked down at Hannah and Hannah began to cry out to God. Y'all heard me the other day, praise God, cry in, 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 in the Hebrew. The Hebrew language is actually cray. It's K-R-A-Y. She began to cry out, and we take it into our language, and we derive the word crazy from cry. Come on, somebody. <laughs> praise God. If you ain't coming to church with a crazy praise, praise God, then maybe you need to pray back through. I know some of you think, well, praise God, that was real good. I'm so glad. But when you get to a place where the presence of God, you're hungry and you're thirsty for it, that the moving of God, that you want the glory, and only the glory Glory can bring the crazy praise. Come on, somebody. Only the glory can bring the crazy praise. See, you can sing underneath the anointing, but I'm telling you right now, the piano is not anointed. I'm telling you, the microphone is not anointed. The lights, the screen is not anointed. The anointing, praise God, the glory only comes upon people. Listen to me. The glory only comes upon people. That's why the book of Psalms said that he crowned him with glory. God puts his glory upon people. It's not on the building. It's not on your degree. It's not on your singing. It's on you. Come on, somebody. The glory comes upon you. And the Bible said that she began to cry out with a crazy praise that was completely different than what he thought. And he thought she was drunk. He said, woman, why did you come in this house drunk? And she said, I'm not drunk. She said, I'm just, I'm, I'm just praising my God and my Savior. And the Bible said at that moment that God took her womb and he opened it up. And she got pregnant. And she birthed forth Samuel. And she said, God, I will give him back to you. Listen to me. God wanted glory in the house because the priest at the time wasn't allowing the glory to go so God wanted to raise somebody up and he got a hold of a little old desperate woman. Come on somebody when you start getting desperate you'll pray different. Hallelujah come on. When you start getting desperate you'll do things different you won't be just the same anymore but you'll do things different you'll shout different, you'll praise different, you'll sing different come on somebody, you'll drive to work different, you'll come into your work job and everything will be different and they'll look at you and say, my God, your face is shining. I don't know, what is it? Is it grace? And you can say, no, it's the glory and grace of God that's causing me to shine with his presence. Because when you get desperate, things begin to change. They change when you get desperate. 
So the Bible said that uh, she gave Samuel back to the Lord. Uh, she brought him to Eli and she dropped him off and she said, uh, she said, here, I'm bringing him back to you uh, because I told God I would give him back to him uh, and God gave me a man child so I'm going to give him back to God. Uh, and so Samuel at the age of nine years old, uh, he's laying in bed uh, and he hears uh, his name called Samuel uh, and he gets up and he runs to Eli uh, and he says, uh, he says, yes, my Lord, you called. Uh, and Eli said, I didn't call, son, go back to bed. Uh, he went back to bed. Uh, and he laid down and he heard his name again Samuel and he got up and he run back in he said yes my lord you called he said I didn't call go lay back down and Samuel went and laid back down and he heard his name again Samuel and he got up and he run to Eli he said yes my lord you called and Eli thought well maybe it's God he said son go back to bed and if you hear it again say here I am lord speak come on somebody I wonder how many would stop sometimes and just give themselves to God enough to say God speak come on somebody God just speak sometimes we wonder Lord I don't know why all that had to happen to me and God said cause I'm sick and tired of hearing you cry and complain about it just shut up for a little while and give me the glory I'm the God on the mountain I'm the God in the valley I'm the God in the storm I'm in the God of everything that goes wrong I am God so he goes back and, and he listens. He says, yes, my Lord, here I am. Speak, Lord. And God began to speak. And, and this is what he said just in, just in Kansas terms. I'm not pleased with Eli because what he is doing, and I'm going to judge him, and I'm going to judge his house. And I want you to let him know that my glory has departed. Come on, somebody. That, that, that is a very difficult thing. And I, I'm telling you right now, it's one of the scariest things you'll ever read in the Bible is when the glory of God departs. And he said, he said, tell him that my glory has departed because he has and done the right things in front of me. Come on, somebody. You might do some things and you might think they're in secret, but come on, somebody. There's a God above that's watching. My God, I ain't getting no amens right now. There's a God above that is watching things in your life, and he wants holy. He wants right. Come on, somebody. He wants you to come to the throne of God. You might make mistakes, but come on, somebody. It's time we start getting them right. It's time we fall before God. He said, okay. He gets up the next morning. Eli says, did the Lord talk? Samuel says, yeah. He says, tell me don't hold nothing back from me, but tell me what the, what the Lord says. So he told him, he said, the Lord said he's going to judge you for what's been going on in the house of God. He's going to, he's been judging you because what you have allowed. Come on, somebody. He's going to judge you because you have disgraced God. You've allowed other gods to come in. I don't know about you, but God ain't a God that mixes. He don't need to mix with another God. He's God all by himself and all alone. He don't want to mix with all everything else. One of the scariest things going on in this world today, praise God, is there's this new religion. Religion is called Chrislam. He's taking Christianity and Islam and trying to mix. Let me tell you something right now. That ain't going to fly very long. Come on, somebody. God's not going to look down and mix with somebody. God's not going to look down and say, I'm going to be a partner with this one because I can't do it by myself. The devil is a lie. He's God all by himself. And God said, let there be light. He didn't have a board meeting. He didn't have a chair meeting. He didn't write a letter to the president he didn't get the community vote he just stepped out and said let me release myself into this place that the glory of myself will fill all this house 
Hallelujah. So the Bible says, the Bible says that Samuel began to tell Eli. The Bible said that it's about that time that the Philistines come up and they come up before Israel. And the Bible said that 3,000 men died, praise God, in the battle. And Israel began to look around and say, why in the world has God departed from us? Why has God left us? Why would God do something like this? And so they went back into the house and one of them said, I know what, let's bring the Ark of the Covenant back out because that's where the presence is and that's where the glory is. Let's bring the Ark of the Covenant out onto the battlefield with us and let's tell those Philistines we need another round because we ain't done yet come on somebody praise God and so they brought the Ark of the Covenant out when I look into it they broke 28 old covenant laws just removing the Ark and the, and the, and the glory of God out but the thing about the reason why God didn't move upon them because, because God had left that glory you wonder why some people can come to church and live like hell and still go home and live like hell is because there's no glory. My God ain't getting away man's right now. It's because they ain't coming to church and feeling no glory. You can't dance around with the devil on Monday. Come to church on Sunday and dance with him on Monday. Come on somebody. We live like God on Sunday and live like hell on Monday and God said I'm tired of it. I want my glory to be revealed. If you see him sitting in the house and still doing the same things, it's because the glory ain't in the house anymore. <laughs> they went out on the battlefield and they brought the Ark of the Covenant out and the Bible says when you read it in 1 Samuel, I believe 1 Samuel chapter 4 or 5, there, the Bible said they went out onto the battlefield and, and praise God, Israel was so, they were so excited because they got a part of God with them and they brought it out and the Bible said that they shouted so loud that the Philistines trembled and they thought, what in the world is that? Well, listen to that thunder. What is Israel out shouting for? They shouted loud and when they begin to shout, it's scared the Philistines and they didn't know exactly what was going on but they said let's go ahead and go in anyhow and they went in and the Bible said that they took Israel and tore them apart and they lost 40,000 men in the battle on the field and Israel was left wondering what in the world is going on I brought the Ark of the Covenant out and God should have protected us and now, now they destroyed us and took the Ark because without the presence of God, it ain't nothing but a piece of furniture. Come on, somebody. You can wear a cross around your neck. You can get it tattooed on your shoulder. You can wear a fish bumper sticker on your car. Not wear it, but put it on there. You can put a fish bumper sticker on your car. You can get the nicest and, and the leanest and the coolest new Christian t-shirt. You can carry your Bible, but I'm telling you right now, if the glory is not in it, come on, somebody. We need to bring the glory back to the churches again. If the glory is not in it, it ain't nothing but a piece of furniture. And they took that ark. The Philistines shouted all the way into their town. Woo! Look what I got. They decided, we're just going to lay this beside our God. So they took it and laid it in front of Dagon. 
And they laid it there in front of Dagon, and Dagon was a Philistine god. He was half fish and half man. The top of him was a fish, and the bottom of him was a man. And that's what they worshipped. And they laid him before Dagon, and they did all their rituals and their worships, and they went home, come back into the temple the next day, into the first church of Dagon. And when they got there, Dagon had fallen over in the presence and the glory of God. Come on, somebody. Don't you know that the Bible said every knee shall bow? Praise God. The Bible said every knee shall bow here above and beneath at the name of Jesus. They ain't nobody getting out because they will have to bow at his name. They put him back up. They petted him a little bit and wondered who come in and pushed him over. They did their rituals and went back home. And they come back the next day and come back into church. And Bible said that Dagon had fallen over again. But this time his hands was severed and his heads was severed in front of the presence of God. And they looked around and they thought, man, what in the world's going on? And they realized, they realized that the presence of God was real. Come on, somebody, this is what, <laughs> this part of the scripture is what got me. They began to cry out to God. Uh, people who didn't even believe in God uh, begin to cry out to God because they seen uh, that he was real. Uh, come on somebody. Uh, it's a sad thing uh, when you got people uh, coming out of the bars. Uh, when you got people coming out of crack houses. Uh, when you got people not even going to church. Uh, and, they, uh, and, and, and they love God uh, more than the church does uh, because it's a ritual. Uh, it's something we do. Uh, it's something we show up on Sunday morning uh, on Thursday nights. Uh, it's just something we do. And the world is reverent God and we're sitting back and we think we got God in a box but he's left the box come on somebody we gotta have the glory again now listen listen I'm trying to tell you a 20 year story in about 20 minutes they took the ark of the covenant and they decided we gotta get it out of here who can we give it to <laughs> this dude is real and we can't handle this and so they took the Ark of the Covenant and they, and they shoved it out and they took it to Abendab's house. And the Bible said that for 20 years, listen to me, listen, listen, for 20 years, the people of God kept sacrificing and doing rituals without the glory of God. Come on, somebody. I don't know about you, but 20 minutes is too long. And they went for 20 years without the presence and the glory of God. And Abinadab had it in his house. They took it to 20 miles and it sat for 20 years there, there as he began to be blessed. And the Bible said that when David, he got to that place where he was king, he said the first thing in my administration is to bring the glory back. Come on, somebody. I don't know about you, but I think the first thing we need to do and we need to recognize is bring the glory back to the house of God. Let the glory Glory reside on the house of God. Bible said David went and he got the Ark of the Covenant and he decided hey we're going to bring this back and I'm going to put it on a brand new cart. I'm going to put it on a cart that ain't nothing been held on. Ain't, ain't nothing been... <coughs> 
been hauled on. I'm going to build this thing up, and we ain't putting nothing on it. We ain't setting nothing on it, and we're going to take it to Abendab's house, and we're going to get it, and we're going to bring it back, and we're going to get the glory back and the presence back. And the Bible said that they put it on a new cart. The Bible said on the cart that nothing had ever written on, and they took out, and they began to play songs and worship, and they began to shout, and they began to dance. Let me tell you something. You can shout all you want to, but if the glory ain't in it, it ain't doing nobody no good. Come on, somebody. You can yell all you want to, but if the glory ain't in it, the Philistines heard the shout of, of, of Israel, but there was no glory in it. It was just a shout, and I need to tell somebody, unless you got the glory, all you are is a big mouth, and everybody else sees it. So the Bible says he's bringing the glory back. Come on, somebody. He's bringing the glory back. He comes back and he takes six steps. Listen, 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 listen to this. He takes six steps. And on that sixth swamp, the Bible said, well, actually, actually, actually they come across naked as a threshing hold. And it began to shake. And the Bible said the Abendab's son, he'd been around the presence or what he thought, the Ark of the Covenant for 20 years. He growed up with it. Come on, somebody. There ain't nothing more scary than some, some, some religious person who says, well, I grew up in church all my life. You just don't even know. I know more about God than you ever forgot. I've been there. I've done this and I've done, I know how God's going to work and I know what God's going to do. Shut up! Unless we're not getting refreshed. Unless we're not getting set back on fire again. Let me tell you, I would that we would have a church that every time the doors open, that tears would stream down their face. That when you praise God, the enemy stands still and it can't move anymore. You wonder why everything's going like hell in your life? It's because you're not stealing the enemy. Come on, somebody. Sometimes we just got to get cray-cray with our praise. Sometimes we got to go to the next level. Sometimes we got to get out of our comfort zone. Sometimes we just got to shout on the frozen food aisle of Walmart. Sometimes we just got to get our groove on in the bowling alley. My God, sometimes we got to stand at the gas pumps when the gases went three times higher and just look at it and say, I praise you anyhow because my job ain't my source. You're my source. Everybody else is falling, but my glory is causing you to rise. My God, stand to your feet and give him a crazy praise. The Bible said to Abinadad, he's so familiar with the ark had been in his house for 20 years. He thought, I got this. Come on, somebody. Oh, I got this. I've been around it all my life. I know how this works. I know. He reached down to us and didn't realize that God has set the Ark of the Covenant because he's waiting on one man that he called out of the field at 14 years old. And it wasn't until he was 30 years old before he become the king. Come on, somebody. It wasn't until he was 30 years old before he become the king. And God sat over and he waited on him. He said, I raised somebody in the field. You don't even know. You're seeing on the outside. But I'm seeing on the inside. And he raised him up. And when David walked in that anointing, it connected in the presence of God. This. 
He came back. Come on, somebody. I'm so glad that God's glory comes back. I'm so glad that God's glory comes back. And it came back. And Abinadad had been so familiar with the rituals and with all the sacrifices. He didn't even realize, praise God. And so when it began to shake, he reached down to grab it. And when he did, God said, Well, that's mean, Pastor. <laughs> don't mess with God then. Come on, somebody. When's the last time we told somebody, don't you be messing with God? We tell them, oh, that's okay. God loves you. It's okay. Get up. Come on to church drunk. Ha, out of your mind. Yeah, one time's fine, but 75 times? Come on, somebody. There's got to be a glory in the house again. I want the drunk. I want the alcoholic. I want the dope addict. I want the gay, the lesbian. I want them all right here. But come on, somebody. If there ain't no glory in this house, they're not going to change. They're going to walk out the same. Ah, my God. Don't let an ADO hear me back. Don't you let an old man outdo you. I need somebody that wants to shout again. Come on, let your... Let your feet move. My God. My God. Hallelujah. Woo! <laughs> Sit down, you Bobdecostals. Y'all getting there. You let an 80-year-old man out, do you? Hang on. It's got to be a change. If there's no glory, you can have all the lights, all the TV, all the glamour, the best-looking preacher in Kansas. But if there's no glory, we've got to have the glory. He rinsed down. The Bible said God smote him dead. David got mad and he left. And he went over and had his board meeting. And he pouted. And he wondered. I know God told me to do this. Why would God do that? I don't understand it. Why would God do it? It just confuses me. A lot of people come to church. It just confuses me, preacher. Because I've been praying all week. It just confuses me. Because I've been reading my Bible app. It just confuses me. Because I've been paying my tithes. Well, I'm not confused. The glory's not in it. And if you ain't got the glory, then you're just acting out of part. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to live miserable another day of my life. I'd rather go through hell with the glory than go to heaven without any glory. I need the glory on my life. He really realized, hang on just a minute. God's glory is never to be put on a cart that man made. Because you can make a cart, but you can't make a man. Oh, you missed your opportunity shot right there. You can make a cart, but you can't make a man. 
And God said, I made this man. So my glory, ah, my glory goes on what I made. You can't make up something and call it God's. No, 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 this is mine. Only I give this glory away. <laughs> you can't put that glory on a cart. It was meant to be on the backs of consecrated priests that it sold out to God. It was meant to be carried on men and not on stuff. It can't come in the light. It can't come in the app. It can't come in YouTube. It can't come in television. It has to be on man. God can anoint anything. He can anoint a donkey to talk. He can anoint a rooster to crow. He can anoint a fish to carry a man and spew him out on dry land. But only the glory of God can come on man. Don't you mess with God's glory. The Bible said, David figured it out. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm figuring it out. When he figured it out, he put it on the backs of priests. When they started out, the Bible said they took six steps. David said, Hold up. Come on, somebody. I ain't taking my clothes off. I'm just taking my coat off. But he stripped down. He took his crown. A king wears a crown. He took his crown. He said, there's only one worthy to wear a crown right now, and it ain't me. It's the glory of God. He removed his crown. He removed his robe, and he got down in his underwear. The F on, after taking six steps, and he went 15 miles, and every time he took six steps, he stopped and sacrificed an ox. They said there was over 10,000 cows that was already sacrificed before they got to Jerusalem. Honey, when the glory of God, my God, I'm about to tear this carpet up. When the glory of God comes on your life, you will honor him and sacrifice him. And you won't wait until you get home. You won't wait until the time's right. You won't wait until your best show went off. You will fall before God and let the glory of God come upon your life. got all the way the Bible said to his wife Michael Saul's daughter she looked out the window and she saw her husband acting like a fool that's why Anna keeps her head down most times I ain't looking at him he cray cray and she said in her heart look at that fool he's a king and he's dancing like a madman in his underwear. Coming to my house. The Bible said that from that moment on, the glory of God departed from her. And she was barren for the rest of her life. Never had a child. I believe David come into town. He takes six steps and stops and say, kill a fighting calf. 
then slaughtered and they would drain the blood they would put it on the altar they would put fire on it they would set it on fire and they'd wait till the glory of God consumed it and then they'd shout again another six steps kill a fatted calf and then start over 10,000 animals was killed before he got there and while he got there his wife made fun of him and said that's ridiculous and so I believe he said your daddy wouldn't dance for him but I will come on somebody I don't care who's went before you I believe he said your daddy was chosen king before me he was a head taller than everybody else and he wouldn't dance for him but I will this generation behind you they might like to sit up here and keep it real calm and tell you jokes and tell you how to get out of something and write a book about how calm you got to be and all this. But let me tell you something right now. You give me a spitting, slinging, fighting, praise God preacher, amen, to tell me how to praise my way out of it. Because if you want to get something from God, you better praise him. Because the only thing that's going to stop the enemy is your praise. He's not going to stop because you growed up in church. He's not going to stop because you ain't missed a Sunday in five years. He's not going to stop because you do things in the church. He's going to stop because there's a praise that's coming out of your lips that only the glory of God could have caused to come in your life. Only the glory could have brought this kind of praise. My God, give him a crazy praise. Stand to your feet with me. Just for a minute. Give me some time. Listen, we got to get the glory back. Just coming to church and saying, well, I made it. And it ain't good enough no more. I'm pretty sure I don't know why the enemy had to attack us. In 2020, like he did. It's because I read you in Lamentations. The Bible said that he allowed the enemy. Come on, come on. He allowed the enemy because he knew way down deep there was a glory in you. That you got restless. You got used to. You just came to church and got used to it. There was a glory deep down in you. That only, only, only this kind of trouble could have ruffled the waters and brought it to where it is right now. God troubled your waters because he's going to sit down in the middle of it. And only God could have done this. Only God could have preserved you. My daddy was looking at a picture the other day, an old-time picture, one of his uh, uh, cousin's mothers. And he was standing, and she was standing in front of a big wall, and there was a bunch of canned stuff behind her that she had preserved. And My daddy said, I remember when we used to take and preserve stuff and put it in a can and put it up and get it later. I come to tell some of y'all, the Holy Ghost has preserved y'all. He preserved y'all. 
he preserved y'all. It looked like you wasn't being used. It looked like nothing good was coming out of it. But God put you inside where nobody else could get to you. And he kept you for 20 years. And when he said it's time, come on somebody, when he said it's time, I'm telling you right now, praise God, just like Isaac going out to get water, God calls a pretty woman to come and draw the water before you. And you said, mm, I can't do without that. Praise God. And so you begin to chase. Hallelujah. And God preserved you. He said, I got a next generation behind you. Don't ever lose your praise. Don't ever lose the glory. You can get the anointing. But underneath the glory, when you open up your mouth, the devil stands at attention and it stops. When you get the glory, you might look crazy. But I'm telling you right now, I'd rather be a fool for Jesus than a fool for the devil anytime. And I want you to know that this generation has got to bring back the glory. Before we get everything, anything else, we've got to get the glory. We've got to bring it back. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm on a mission. I'm going to bring back the glory. Every head bow. No one looking around. Give me just a minute. It's not even noon yet. Let me pre-step a sweat. Thank you, Jesus. Love you, Lord. For your mercy never fails. Jesus. I've been held in your hands. From the moment I wake up till All over this building, just listen to me just for a minute. You walked in here and you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior. Preacher, pray for me. I want to give my life to Him. Just raise your hand and wave it at me and say, Preacher, I don't know Jesus. This morning, I want to give my life to Him. you're here this morning you say preacher I heard you I want the glory listen here's what we're going to do this morning our prayer team's going to pray with you but here's what we're going to do this morning I want to open up the altars I want you to find a place at the altar right here all the way around even if, even if you got a, can't make one up here people in the front will move so you can make the front row your altar but on the count of three you say preacher I want the glory Preacher, I want the glory back. On the count of three, make your way right here. Make an altar. One, two, three. Come on. Come on. Give me a little time this morning. Come on, let's make an altar right here. We've got to kneel down, kneel down, kneel down, kneel down. Let's make an altar. Let's make an altar. Come on, find a place. If you can't find an altar, kneel behind them. Find a place. Find a place where it's going to fall at the feet of Jesus. We're going to worship him this morning. Jesus. Come on. Come on.
Come on.